0: The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff and management. Welcome to the Quantum
1: Connection, exploring health, science and spirit with your host Marina Rose, QDNA. From the smallest cellular structure to the broadest life experiences, every thought, every belief, and every action has the power to transform every aspect of our lives because reality at its core is made manifest through consciousness and its direct connection to the quantum field. It's time to remove the self-imposed boundaries created by your reality and discover practical everyday tools to transform your life. Now, here is your host, Marina Rose, QDNA.
2: Welcome to Quantum Connection Radio Show. I'm your host, Marina Rose, QDNA, and I want to thank you all for tuning in and listening. You have now entered the quantum field of the Quantum Connection. The intracellular holographic matrix where we make the impossible possible utilizing QDNA, quantum DNA acceleration, which combines the cutting edge science in epigenetics, neuroplasticity, DNA reprogramming and quantum field theory to assist you to achieve quantum growth in your health, life and business. During this show, we explore health, science, and spirit to accelerate your path to extraordinary living, with some of the world's most influential thought leaders sharing their insights on how to optimize your health and well-being. Today, our topic is living with intent, love, positive passion, and purpose. And our guest is the soulful, stimulating, refreshingly accessible, honest and open guest is Malika Chokra. Welcome, Malika, and thank you so much for accepting my invitation to be on my show. And I'd like to tell the audience a little bit about you. And this is what I do know about you. You're a beautiful, heart-centered person who loves and values family and friends. You've been married for approximately 19 years, and you're a mother of two beautiful girls. You're a brilliant, savvy media entrepreneur. You're the founder of intent.com, a website and app focused on personal and social global wellness. You've harnessed the power of social media to connect with people from around the world to improve their lives, their communities, and our planet. You founded the Chopra Well to to a premier YouTube channel that you launched with your brother Gotham Chopra and your father Deepak Chopra, you launched the Heal the World Foundation in the 1990s with Michael Jackson. You were also part of the initial team to relaunch MTV in India. You served as a health ambassador for the Pepsi Refresh Everything Project in the U.S., an initiative that gave millions of dollars to individuals, nonprofits, and companies for their projects in their communities. You love teaching meditation, and you've taught meditation to thousands of people. You're a keynote speaker and have spoken about your passion of intense globally. You have a Bachelor of Arts from Brown University and an MBA from Kellogg Business School. You've written three beautiful books. Two of these books, "A 100 Promises to My Baby and "A 100 Questions from My Child have been translated and sold in dozens of countries worldwide. Your third book and most recent book, Living with Intent, My Somewhat Messy Journey to Purpose, Peace and Joy was published this year, April 2015, and it's the basis of our time together to explore and take this journey about intentions with our listeners. However, before we get started on this subject, is there anything that you can share about yourself with the audience that's not in your book or written elsewhere? This is part of our tradition on this radio show.
3: Well, thank you for that. Lovely intro. And sorry for the long bio. Um, what else can I share? Honestly, I'm a mom with two girls, and um, there's nothing I like better than just spending time with them and my family. So really how you started off, but that's truly um, where I get the most fulfillment.
2: Wonderful. Thank you. Thank you for that. Um, Malika, I invited you as my guest because people need to know about your beautiful book Living With Intent I love it because you were so open and vulnerable You totally exposed yourself and your truths as the title states My Somewhat Messy Journey to Purpose, Peace and Joy Tell our listeners how you came up with this book
3: So the book is really part of my personal journey of finding more peace, purpose balance connection in my life. I found a few years ago, I was speaking, actually teaching meditation to a group of people. And while teaching about being present and mindful, um, my I was having a parallel conversation with myself, which was, I just had that chocolate chip cookie and double macchiato and feel so sick. I got to go pick up the dry cleaning. I forgot the dog food. And I realized I was really not... Um, practicing what I preach and just feeling a need to kind of reconnect um, and find my place again um, in this messy journey that we all have.
2: Fabulous. Thank you. Again, I just love your honesty, and I love that parallel conversation. You're teaching meditation, and you've got this whole laundry list going on. Love it. Love it. I want to say, again, how refreshing it is. And I love how much you value family, friends, and your heritage. As I was reading your book, you reminded me about my own values, and which are pretty much the same as yours. And you re- reawakened that beautiful journey that I have with my family and friends and how much I love and adore them also. Why do you think it's so important to love, honor, and cherish our family our friends and heritage. So there's three questions there.
3: <laughs> sure. You know, I think I do cherish all of the above, but I think what ha- happens to all of us, I believe, is that sometimes we're really clear about those values and we're feeling very connected and empowered, and then we go through phases where we feel a little bit lost um, and questioning things um, and just feeling a need to kind of reconnect. When I was a young kid, my dad used to teach us to ask ourselves every day three questions. Who am I? What do I want? How can I serve? And um, I found kind of in the process of when I started writing this book, I had forgot many of... or I no longer knew the answer to those questions. And so... um the process of writing the book helped me reconnect um, both with the values that I cherish in my life um, and feel more empowered in kind of taking control um, of some of the ways that I felt I had wavered off the path.
2: Hmm. That's interesting. Thank you. I, 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 let me just say this. I like your answer. And I've got to tell you, I think there's a lot of people that, well, it's just that your book touched me. Let me just rephrase it this way. Your book touched me like no other book has touched me so deeply when you talk about your family, you Mm -hmm. talk about that connection. I'm Italian. You're Indian. There's not much difference there. (laughs) You know, one's in Europe and one's in Asia and to... Feel that love and that incredible connection that you value so much. I don't see that in a lot of books, and you don't see it. You just, I don't see it. I don't, I've never really read it anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll see it in movies sometimes. You know, there's just such a beautiful connection the way you weaved it in your journey. And I know it's part of your journey. And I really, just really loved it.
3: Thank you. I I, think part of my goal in writing the book um, was ultimately to hopefully have other people ask these questions in their own life. And so it became, to become a tool um, to help others. Um, But for me, just, I could only do that by authentically sharing my stories. Um, so thank you so much for saying that it connected with you. I love that.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, I'm telling you, because we've gone backwards and forwards in dialogue, you know, about, you know, about things with the book. And and it was like, no, this is pulling my heart and people need to know about this and and it needs to get out there because I think, you know, there's, we've come to a place where people, I I just don't see that appreciation and that love. And it almost feels old-fashioned, yet it's not old-fashioned. Do you, do you follow me?
3: I do. And, you know, I think one of the things that I have gone through myself and I talk about it at length in the book um, is having grown up in a scenario where I always feel like we have a unique purpose and we have a way to con- contribute to the planet, etc., Mm. And for me, part of the process of this book was actually kind of saying, you know, let me be honest and truthful that when I ask myself, what do I want, the qualities that I want in my life, um, that ultimately living with intent for me was to feel healthy, happier, but also more connected and purposeful. And so much of that resonated around um, my role as a mother Mm-hmm. Um, and actually joyfully kind of accepting that role rather than feeling like, oh, God, I've just become a soccer mom who drives my kids to school all the time.
2: Right. Well, you've definitely, I, I believe that you've definitely d- been an incredible instrumental tool to a lot of people. Like you said, you really wanted to be the impetus to get people to ask questions about their life and their intentions and that you had to be so soulful and so honest within yourself. So you've definitely succeeded in that in this book and that's why I'm so passionate about it. So thank you about that. Um, I believe that we can all set out and accomplish what we want. And you have an incredible passion for your intentions. And you went into it a little bit. How did it all start? You were saying that you were raised in such a manner.
3: So, So go ahead. Yeah, you know my many people know of course my father, Deepak Chopra. And so I was I, I was brought up in an environment, you know, I learned how to meditate when I was nine, mm-hmm. and um, brought up in an environment where we were taught to ask for the qualities in our life that, um, you know, would make our lives richer. But yet, I feel like I had kind of really wa- wavered off um, those practices. So in the book, what I did, um, which is really just a reflection of my journey, is it was kind of reconnecting and reminding myself of mm-hmm. so many of the wonderful lessons I learned growing up and then going and speaking to a number of kind of experts in this space mm-hmm. and starting to incorporate really simple steps in my life that had huge impact. Um, nothing which, you know, is out of what we can do every single day, um, but small steps that make a huge difference.
2: And they are wonderful steps, and we'll get to them a little bit further do, further down. But um, great on Dad and your mom and your brother, and and I loved in your book. It's like, well, what's your intentions? I want to go to my, I want to go to Hawaii. I want this, I want that, I want this, I want that, and then your dad would just sit there patiently, going, um, yeah. "Now let's go inside." <laughs> Who yep, are you? Yeah. How can you serve, you know, and he talked about the qualities from within, which I found just so delightful listening, you know, the visual of your writing of seeing him sitting there patiently listening to the all materialistic stuff.
3: Yeah. Yeah, it was fun. I mean, as kids, obviously, and I think even as adults, um, people have this idea that, you know, when we ask for what we want, we focus mostly on material things. Um, but, my father really had us um, ask questions and but then guiding us to ask for things like love, connection, inspiration, hope, a sense of purpose. Mm-hmm. So when I talk about intense, um, I really see intense as coming from our soul, which are very different from goals, which come from our mind and are often task-oriented or materialistic, Intents really represent who we aspire to be as individuals, members of our community, or citizens of Mother Earth.
2: Right. No, and I read that, and it's beautiful. I love it. Love it, love it, love it. Um, we, you've really harnessed the power of social media in one of the most positive ways, and... I guess in a way you've kind of, you know, answered this, but let's discuss how you birthed intent.com. Did it really, how did, what was your process in that?
3: So, you know, I personally, my professional background um, was more, and always, I was interested in media and um, just, uh, you know, different ways to communicate with people and so intent. I've had many startups, most of which have failed. Um, and so, but intent really started originally as a blog um, where we shared content from great teachers and everyday people, but. What we saw is a few years ago, um, we had a box there where we asked people just share your intents, what's your intent? And that created so much activity and interest and then people supporting each other and we saw that people around the world share similar intents. So it was a great medium to connect people, to celebrate um, you know, the journeys that we're all taking together, um, and to also empower ourselves um both by supporting other people, but feeling supported by people from around the world.
2: Wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. And then I did read, you know, that the research shows that a a person with a happy friend is 15% more likely to be happy. And a person with a happy friend of a friend is 10% more likely to be happy. And a person with a happy friend of a friend of a friend is 6% more likely to be happy. So you're definitely creating that incredible, beautiful, positive community.
3: Yeah, no, I think um, that research comes from the Gallup organization and shows, um, you know, the power of, networks, social networks, not just online, but even otherwise. And so, yeah, I think what we've seen on intent.com, and now we have an app that you can get through the iTunes store, is the power that um, virtual networks have to connect people. And, you know, what I love always point out is that my intent to be a good mom is something I share with a woman from Mongolia or Sydney Australia or Rome Um, Mm. you know wherever we may be we actually share similar intentions
2: wonderful lovely just so elevating and so inspirational Tell me some of the success stories that have come out of intent.com, the community, and also from people who have read your book, Living with Intent, that you know of.
3: You know, well, I think um, intent.com has been such a fun journey because we have been around now for quite some time, actually, seven or eight years. So we have so many stories from crazy stories um, from our blog where... um, it's a longer story, but um, we had a friend who was in North Korea um, in a very precarious situation, and um, she found that our blog and just sharing content um, was able to kind of transcend even the iron wall, and that's one of the things I love wow. about the Internet is that um, you know we, it's really global, um, and we can reach people, and so I strongly believe in it and think it has positive impact. Um, And on intent.com and the book, I think the main thing is the ability for people to connect with like-minded people. Mm -hmm. And when we connect with others, one of the things we've seen on our site is that often people, when you ask, what's your intent, sometimes they may feel intimidated by that question but um, because they don't know. And so I think in the book, what I've tried to do is help outline a path to kind of um, ask yourself those questions and um, you know, begin that journey. But what we've seen on intent.com on our social media platform is that people get so much inspiration by supporting other people and often that will be the kind of inspiration to begin their own journey. Um, and so that's been really fulfilling.
2: Fabulous. Fabulous. Really just wonderful. And so You know, life can be that easy to set our intentions to get, you know, what we would like. As you said, it comes from our soul, and I believe we can. So tell me how things have unfolded in your life so you can assist people galvanize them into their intentions. One thing that I particularly loved that you just said, I've had a lot of startups and I failed. (laughs) You know, and (laughs) I'm like, thank you. Again, refreshingly honest. And Inspire, inspire our listeners. how in galvanize them into their intentions by unfolding things that have happened in your life. I would love to hear it
3: sure, you know, I think one of the things because i 've grown up in this um, self help industry is that often the language in it is very um, always so positive, and you know if you if you set an intent and just trust the universe and it will happen. And I actually don't really believe that. I believe that um, it intention involves attention and action, and um, but I think so many of us are actually fearful of taking first steps because of failure, and I know I have been in my life. And I think the the one of the biggest lessons the most impactful lessons I've learned, um, and when I interviewed Ariana Huffington for my book, she said the same thing, has actually come from the failures um, more than the successes. But just taking that first step to trying, um, and then you learn from that, you um, gain more resilience um, and uh, creativity um, of figuring out different ways to do things. So I do believe that um, intention uh, involves action, but in the book I came up with a path to intent, which I think helps make um, implementing these things in our life much easier um, than just saying we want something.
2: Right, right. And I loved, by the way, Ariana's response to you. It was like she took out a loan just so she could finally get the yes after 36 no's I think she got, wasn't it? 36 no's. And then finally she took out a loan and then was able to wait long enough to hear that yes.
3: And And you know, the other great thing about that story that she shared um, with me was that um, she almost pointed out that it's kind of these angels that you come across along the way. Um, But the important thing for her was to actually ask for help. Mm -hmm. And um, I think so many of us, Don't ask for help, Um, and so just to kind of know that it's okay. Like we get, you know, we move forward when we do ask for help, and we create community around intention as well.
2: Right, and something else that I love in your book is Paula Abdul when she said, "No is just the beginning of a of a negotiation." Now we're in a negotiation. (laughs)
3: You yeah, said look, no. She, now we'll she had a, such an inspiring just story about like how she got ultimately got on the Lakers team after being rejected over and over and over again and just not accepting it.
2: So I know. That was a wild one. Guys, you've got to get Malika's book to read that. That is just wild. Good. So let's talk about um you know, we talked about um the intention questions. Who are you? What do you want? How I can serve? Then you bring in what Eckhart Tolle said, which is, what does the universe want from me? How can I give to the universe? Can you expand on that, please?
3: Yeah, I had an amazing afternoon um, with Eckhart Tolle, and one of the things I I shared with him was these questions that my father had, my brother and I ask, um, as you said, who am I, what do I want, how can I serve? And then he added, you know, the idea of how can the universe serve through me, so taking kind of the ego out of the equation. Now, one of the things that happened, though, during our conversation is that, you know, I actually said to him, you know, often I feel so much pressure when I asked that question because I feel like I need to be doing something really grandiose or that, you know, just being a soccer mom, like, isn't enough. And um, he replied with a truly amazing answer in which he said, You know, it's the everyday people who are doing extraordinary things who are changing the frequency of this planet. And so, you know, to never underestimate that role, whether it's as a soccer mom or what people do in their day jobs, um, you know, that it's the everyday journey um, that is making a real impact. Mm,
2: And I love what you wrote, which which is what he said, they're frequency holders.
3: Yeah, that's a great point. Right. <laughs> yeah,
2: that's but imagine because consciousness let's go back to when your dad started you know with you know um TM and all of that I mean now consciousness is everywhere before it was a little bit somewhere. Well, you know, when my dad
3: started, he was the East Asian witch doctor who sold snake oil. Um, You know, uh, forget about meditation and yoga, just being part of everyday reality. Um, And so, you know, I think we were taught to always kind of role model after people who really spoke from the heart, spoke authentically, but also stood by um, their belief systems.
2: Right, and that's where I'm going with that is from where your dad started to where we are now, we've got the most amazing frequency holders holding the energy for this incredible evolution, conscious evolution. Don't you think?
3: Yeah, I mean, I have to say as someone who obviously has witnessed my dad's journey, mm-hmm. um, it's truly incredible and something to be so proud of. Um, how you know the planet is really transforming um you know i even from the where I live, a yoga studio being on every corner of the street here in Santa Monica, mm-hmm. um, and, you know, medical institutions and universities, and, you know, the Army and armed services kind of incorporating these techniques. Um, mm-hmm. It's really remarkable, and yes, it's kind of the everyday people who are kind of taking on um, their role in doing that. And Eckhart Tolle talked about, like, when he started, you know, he'd have... Two to three, then maybe five, maybe ten people who would show up for his talks. And, you know, it just took kind of time and hard work um, and a belief in the message that um, has got people like him and my dad to this point.
2: I know, it's fabulous. It's just wonderful and excellent. So let's get back to intentions. What do you think is the difference between an intention and a calling? Something that you just have to do and give birth to and create. And I know that you were talking about the ego and and all that. But what do you think is the difference?
3: So and kind of told, um shared a lot with me on the difference between egoic and non-egoic intents, um, and you know those callings to really recognize: Am I doing this because you know from a um, selfish or an egoic perspective, or something? that i 'm um, you know that I'm meant to do, whether I see success or not success, um, and then trusting in that, so um, mm-hmm. I believe though that you know sometimes, and I, I have dealt with this um, is I feel the pressure to have a calling or to kind of serve in this bigger way versus being really honest um, and that 's why one of the steps to intent for me is um, you know trust and trusting our intuition that when we ask ourselves what do we want, what do we really want, um, you know, for me, sometimes I notice that I'll have things like, oh, a best-selling book or, you know, be on the speaking circuit or good media, but if I really ask myself and listen to what I want, often the answers are much more focused on being a good mom, you know, connecting with family, and so trusting um, that that's okay and that's enough um, has been a big lesson for me.
2: And I think that is a huge lesson for everyone, that they can have it all. They can have it all, and I think coming back down to the family, the love, and removing that ego, yet you can still have it all. And Malika, you're doing an incredible job because you are talking to the everyday person.
3: Well, thank you. And, you know, it's interesting because you say that they can have it all because I think for me, I've almost let go of even the need to have it all. Um, Mm. And uh, for me, it's more about living every day, feeling more connected and more purposeful in what I've done every day and kind of letting go of that even need to have it all because I don't even know what that means anymore.
2: Mm. Well, that I think because now you're living it and breathing it, that you are making such a huge difference and such a big positive impact through just being. And you're serving as an incredible role model worldwide for women everywhere in the everyday realm of what people go through. I hope so. Thank you. (laughs) No, I, I definitely think so. I know for me, and I'll just say this like, for me for this radio show has been a journey. You know, I planned it to be one way and it's definitely turned out to be a different way because I'm organically in the journey of it. And you know, it's it's it now I just let it go. Now it's going where it it's taking a form of its own.
3: Yes. And, so, and I think that's such a great point on just thinking about intention versus goals. Because I think often we'll enter something with very specific goals. Um, but the journey becomes something completely different. And I think that's part of the kind of letting go and the trust factor, um, which is, you know, if I'm serving in the way I'm meant to serve, then I also kind of let, the, let it play out the way it's meant to play out rather than controlling everything.
2: Beautiful. I love that. Love it. Love it. Love it. Okay. Very good. Um, now. Let's get down to some nuts and bolts. You talk about, in your book, focused attention is needed in incubating an intent. And I want you to tell our listeners what that means.
3: Yeah, so um, in the book, one of the things I, that helped me, actually, um, is to come up with a path to intent. Um, And that path to intent, um, I kind of outlined around an acronym using I-N-T-E-N-T for the word. And the first step is incubate. And for me, it was a reminder um, to myself that sometimes... I I found myself in a place where when I asked myself, what do I want? I really didn't even know anymore Mm -hmm. Um, because at different times in our life, you know, our priorities change. And um, like I said, there were the egoic kind of intense, but then the deeper ones. So for me, Incubate really is about reconnecting with self Um, through me, that's The practice of meditation has been an important aspect of that. Taking time to be quiet, um, to go beyond kind of the constant thoughts and um, demands that our ego and everyday life um, puts on us. And um, just being present and then asking the questions from that place. Uh, And I decided, you know, incubate was such a great word for that because there's nothing also... It takes time sometimes, and I think we have to honor that time. And I love the idea of, you know, we incubate a child, you know, we incubate a seed. Um, Things, wonderful things happen when we take time to honor um, that process.
2: Great, great, and so true. And you talk about the incubation process, you know, being open, and I love Dan, Dr. Dan Siegel, and you went on to say what Dr. Dan Siegel explains: when we're open to be able to see things clearly, rather than making things happen. And we've been touching on this the whole, uh, the whole time. And it helps us to release that restrict the restrictive judgments and help release our minds from that grip.
3: Yes, can no, you, and can... Dr. Dan Siegel, first of all, is just such a smart genius person and his conversations gave me so much insight but um, and I think it goes back to even what you described with the radio show is you know that when we're open then so many possibilities are at our disposal as well rather than kind of being on just a track Um, Mm. and so that makes our journey so much kind of richer and full of more possibilities.
2: So just letting it go exactly what we just talked about a couple of minutes ago correct? Correct, yeah. Beautiful. Okay. And this, I I tell you, I laughed so hard at some of this. Um, The Queen Complainer, the Empress Excuse Maker, but the one that had me on the floor laughing so hard (laughs) to see, now I'm already laughing again, is the Private Moratorium on Complaining. That one had me in stitches and I could almost feel your pain and struggle with that one. just elaborate on the private moratorium of complaints. You know, well, I
3: think that my second step in the process um, is N is for notice. And what I realized is when I started to notice my internal dialogue was that it was full of self-talk, which is like, I'm tired, I'm frustrated, I'm you know, overwhelmed, I'm exhausted, and just, the uh, you know, we were taught as kids, um, you know, how our internal dialogue reflects our external reality, and if that's the conversation that I'm constantly having with myself, that was the reality I was going to experience as well. So, yes, it became very important to not even force a change in the dialogue, but I found as soon as I started to just notice the dialogue, the shift started to happen, Um, And so um, that's why NOTICE became that second step.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I love it. Why don't you go through the acronym of INTENT? Sure. So we talk about listeners.
3: incubate, um, which is I, and is for notice. Um, so not only noticing our internal dialogue, but also noticing um, messages that our body is sending us. Because that, um, you know, had so much insight for me, um, both in terms of my diet and even otherwise. Um, and is also for noticing the people, places, and circumstances that we find ourselves in every day. But often we just have such tunnel vision that we don't even notice opportunities for growth around us. Um, T um, is for trust, so trusting our intuition, trusting that the universe is there to support us in our journey, um, but also trusting, like, when we ask ourselves, what do I want? Um, And that's that distinction between the egoic and the non-egoic intents, that um, it's okay to sometimes really have faith that those answers are the right path for us. Um, E is for express, um, which is expressing our intents. And I believe in this very strongly that when we express what we want, we take ownership of it. We say that this is important to me um, and we bring other people along um, on the journey. And that's what my site intent.com and our app is all about. Mm -hmm. Um, N is, the next end is for Nurture, um, which is about self-care. Um, you know, take as women often in particular, we don't take care of ourselves. We're so busy taking care of everyone else um, that sometimes we need to take care of ourselves. We need to nurture relationships. And then the final T is for Take Action. And as I think we talked about earlier, as you know, I, I'm not a believer that you just say what you want and it happens. Um, I think it requires um, a time for SMART goals, but when we have done all the other stuff in this path, then it does become more natural, more effortless, and more authentic as well.
2: Absolutely. Yes. Thank you for sharing that. That's wonderful. And I want to go into, you were part of the initial team for MTV in India, and tell our listeners what it was like. Really quickly, because we have four minutes till we go to break, that you mentioned the power of MTV in India. How old were you when you realized that power? And w- that night that you were in bed and you couldn't sleep, and you asked yourself, "What am I doing? Is this?" Yeah, you effect? know, I,
3: I as I mentioned before, you know, I've, I have a career that's kind of spanned um, different media, and I had this incredible opportunity um, with MTV to launch the channel there. But there was a particular day um, where you know we had we came across a group of really poor children, and they were watching um, you know American kids grinding to hip hop music on a roadside mm-hmm. stall, and it was a time where I had to I really kind of thought about, you know, how I had grown up and the idea of working aligned with my values. Um, And even though I had the coolest job on the planet, which it really was, um, you know, that it wasn't what I felt I was meant to do. And so I did have pretty early on, I was in my 20s um, at that time, early 20s, um, one of those personal moments which challenged me um, to really kind of decide, okay, what kind of path am I going to... Pursue
2: moving forward. Wow. You were so young, yet so wise, because you knew the power that you could weld in a positive way or in a negative way. And that is awesome that you were just so young doing that.
3: I was very lucky, and I always—I actually love MTV as a company because they empowered young people to do that. And, you mm-hmm. know, I also um, i try to stay away from kind of the positive versus the negative because we all have different things that we do and at different times in our life um, mm-hmm. that we feel passionate about. Um, but for me, I think that was a turning point just in terms of thinking about my personal journey.
2: Right. And let, and thank you for that because let's just, I'll reword it. Instead, you, you had the power to acknowledge how you could weld your energy and you did it consciously and mindfully versus yeah. positively and negatively. So I just deleting that piece in our conversation. So thank you for correcting me there. I really appreciate that. Um, wonderful there. And, I mean, and then what did you do? You just told your bosses, I'm... You know, it was,
3: again, I transitioned out of that role, but I have to say I had no idea what I actually did want to do, and I feel like I'm still in that phase where I'm always trying to figure out what I want to do, but um, I did transition out of that role, and I ended up kind of going down the path of getting my MBA and getting married and life changing and becoming a mom and so many other things. Um, And so I have found that in my life there are definitely kind of moments, um, different turning points where I'll find myself, sometimes I feel like I'm really clear, I'm on the path, and then other times um, I kind of reach these crisis points where I'm like, oh my God, what am I doing? Um, And that's happened many times in my life, which is just a reminder that You know, we have to just keep asking the questions and keep making sure that um, we're living that life that's aligned with our deeper values.
2: Great. Okay, everyone stay tuned. Think about what Malika just said. Our guest Malika Chopra and I will be right back after messages from our sponsors as as we continue this beautiful, soulful, heartfelt conversation about intentions. We'll be back in a few minutes. Thank you. Is the home of the top life coaches entrepreneurs and success drivers the voice america empowerment channel
1: if you're looking for tips for personal success look no further than dj and the bear keeping you at the top of your game with your hosts leadership and personal effectiveness consultant deetta jones and richard dent formerly of the champion chicago bears Together, as a husband and wife team, they've raised a family, owned two successful businesses, led major philanthropic initiatives through their foundation, and lived the ultimate lifestyle. Find out their secrets. Listen every Monday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific
0: on Voice America Empowerment. Do you have complete control over your thoughts and your life? It seems like we do, but there are always outside forces that are wreaking havoc with that control. How do we get our thoughts back on track, so to speak? Listen for help. My thoughts are holding me hostage. With Dr. Jeffrey Fannin. When you command the power of thought, you can achieve or have whatever you want. Make the laws of the universe work for you. Tune in every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Do you feel alone? Even when you're surrounded by
1: others? Do you feel that there's sometimes nowhere to turn and nobody really understands? Remember, you are not alone. Every week, host April J. Ford, who has faced adversity as a constant in her life, helps you rise above life's challenges with your own blueprint meant to help you find out who you are. April's challenges have included childhood sexual abuse, becoming a widow and single parent at 32, and other such curveballs. She'll help you every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. This is the home of the top light coaches, entrepreneurs, and success drivers. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. You're listening to Quantum Connection, exploring health, Science, and Spirit with Marina Rose QDNA. To reach the program today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at marinaroseqdna.com. Now, back to Quantum Connection, exploring health, science, and spirit.
2: Welcome back to, welcome everyone back to Quantum Connection Radio Show, where we explore health, science, and spirit to accelerate your path to extraordinary living. I'm here with Malika Chopra talking about intents and intentions. So we're going to continue from where we were and we were talking about intentions and how wise you were, Malika so young figuring out that you know what you wanted to do but you weren't quite there i want to talk about the journey that you've been on which has been enlightening and it has been a gracious journey and you came to realize that gratefulness is a powerful medicine i know i, I really do appreciate dr Ro- uh, dr robert emmons the author of thanks and all the research that he's done and um Do you think gratefulness speeds everything up in your life?
3: You know, I think that the process of saying thanks um, is almost taking pause, um, you know, which we do in so many mindfulness techniques um, and uh, transitioning from often, you know, our fight flight response to things um, to approaching situations um, from a different path and so um, yeah I think the you know gratitude is really a healing a healing exercise
2: mm-hmm. yeah I just finished I just had an article published on gratitude and I used one of his quotes because his research is incredible and his book's incredible so when I read that in your book I was like oh well look at this yeah. um, wonderful so I love the name to tame it that Dr. Dan Siegel yeah. talks about with negative emotions. Would you like to share a little bit about that to Yeah, in listeners? fact, it's
3: kind of similar to what we just talked about with gratitude. So, mm. um, you know, Dr. Siegel, um you know, shared with me many different techniques. But one of the things he said is that when you're in a stressful situation, if – um you name the emotion, whether it's fear or anger or um insecurity um just the process of that being shifting um from that automatic um, reaction and that fight-flight mode um, to, you know, stimulating different parts of the brain that can kind of think about more creative solutions, that can separate the ego um, reaction from, you know, just the automatic reaction. Um, just that process of naming um, it. There's another acronym I use in the book, which is STOP, which is S is for stop, T is for take three breaths. O is for observe what's happening in your body. And um, P is then for proceed. So Mm. these kind of techniques just help us kind of ground ourselves more before just automatically reacting. I love it.
2: Now, why don't you share with the listeners about your balance wheel?
3: Yeah, so the balance when I kind of found myself in a state where I was feeling totally overwhelmed and confused and, um, you know, just not in a great place. Um, I almost didn't even know where to begin. Um, and, or I didn't know where to begin. And so I actually spent, um, some time with my father talking about, you know, just the stress in my life, and he and I worked on a balance wheel together um, based, again, on the work of Dr. Dan Siegel, who has a mind-body platter that he shares, um, and looking at the different aspects of my life and figuring out, you know, really breaking it down into something that was manageable. Am I getting enough sleep? How is my diet? Um, you know, am I having any fun in life? I mean, that was like a big insight to realize. You know, I was so busy all the time, but I didn't even know what I was doing, and I was lacking fun. Um, or a sense of purpose or, you know, how were my relationships with my friends? So the balance wheel in the book really um, was the first step in starting to get more granular and practical about how to make changes in my life.
2: And and it's fabulous, I might say. And let's talk about the mind map.
3: The mind map, similarly, um, you know, as the i mentioned before is i at least have kind of there's stages in life where you're kind of really clear what makes you happy and connected and more purposeful and then there i've gone through phases where i just don't even know anymore and so uh the mind map was another exercise that my dad often does in different courses but what we did is we in, in a circle, I basically wrote, what makes me happy? And then without trying to kind of analyze it too much, um, just wrote answers, everything from food to travel to being with my kids. And so one, the exercises helped me kind of take a step back and really think about what makes me happy. But then it also became a tool to start thinking about what does it mean to take action? Um, and so we'd start connecting. Random ideas from the mind map, like, you know, I'd connect food and travel and come up with an idea like, oh, maybe I could take a trip with my husband um, and, you know, try new restaurants in New York City. And um, so it actually became a tool in also taking that next action step um, in implementing changes in my life.
2: I love it. Isn't it fabulous? The mind map is wonderful. And and I love that you keep saying, you know, you've got to take action because I find that people think it's just magical. Well, it is magical once you take the action, right?
3: Yeah, no, I think, I mean, it, you know, there have been so many phases, and again, having grown up in this environment where people say, oh, just say you want something. Often it's a material thing, but... Um, you know, I, I believe that we do have to take action. We have to take that first step. For me, that first step just even involves stating what you want. You don't have to do it on my app or a social media site, but, like, take, like, admit to yourself that this is what I want. Um, and even that is a first step. Um, but then, you know, what will help you get there? Um, And again, it's not that it's a messy journey along the way and you have to be open and notice opportunity, um, but you start doing that once you take ownership of an idea. But then um, intent is about, it is about momentum. Um, I really see it more as a verb. It's not a static thing. And so uh, it comes alive through taking action.
2: Right. Yes, yes. And, um... Love motivates us to be the best and do our best for the world, which is what living with intent is all about. It's something that you wrote, and I loved that. Thank you. <laughs> mm-hmm. And something else is the micro-intentions. You know, this was
3: an idea that a friend of mine kind of really um, came up with, which was, you know, the idea of kind of stating your intent and my life's purpose and all that is so overwhelming. And she was like, you know, maybe if I just kind of dealt with it on a day to day basis. That would help. And so we came up with this idea of micro intents and really found that, you know, if just we set an intent daily, and it may be just, you know, to be more open to a new idea, to appreciate, um, you know, a friendship, to take a walk in nature, that those micro intents, everyday intents, helped lead to kind of feeling more connected, more purposeful, um, more in control on the everyday.
2: Yes, 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 and I know that you said this earlier, but I want to say it again. Intentions need attention and active engagement. If you if you want to take responsibility for your life, you have to take action. And I'm drilling it down so our listeners can really hear that as well. Um, and I love this that you wrote. Um, miracles come in the form of everyday opportunities it 's up to us to seize them
3: absolutely because I think what happens is often we 're so focused on a certain goal um, and so what happens is there are so many opportunities every day you know to to feel more connected, to feel happier, to um, take more action in our life, but we're so focused on one particular goal um, that we don't even notice. And so it is those every day, um, you know, every day there are miracles and there are opportunities for growth if we're only willing to see them.
2: Absolutely, I agree with you a hundred percent, Malik. It's been lovely having you on the show, and your book nurtured me. It wrapped me up in so much love. It fed me. It fed my soul. And it really allowed me to feel that heartfelt love for my whole family on such a deep level. You're such a loving, soulful, generous woman. And I just want to thank you so much for coming on the Quantum Connection radio show. And you're an incredible gift to me, the universe, and all of her people. I love your heart, passion, and purpose. And I appreciate your depth of care that you have for all of humanity Thank you for writing your beautiful books. And it was such a pleasure and honor having you on the show. And I'm so grateful to have this slice of life with you. And I'm thrilled that our show is, this show has been documented now treasured archives for all of our future listeners.
3: Thank you. And what an honor to connect. And um, I so appreciate all of your positive words and support and applaud you for all the great work that you're doing. So thank you.
2: Thank you so much. Thank you. And everyone, go out and get Malika's book, Living with Intent. It is wonderful. And again, thank you so much. Bye, Malika, and bye, all of our listeners. Thank you, thank you, thank you.
1: Thank you for enjoying Quantum Connection. Exploring health, science, and spirit with Marina Rose, QDNA. Please join us again for another edition of the program next Tuesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Change your DNA. Instantly change your life.